You're about to listen to a message from Every Nation Church Midrand, the place where people come to be changed and discipled to transform society. If we stay on the fact that you came in here this morning and the fact that you're being here means you are victorious. If we just stay on that, oh my God, we will lift up our voices and we will worship like we've never worshipped. If we stay on the fact that this God that we serve has seen us through every situation, the mountains, the valleys. If you look at even your yesterday, I'm talking to someone here this morning, and you will sit in a minute, but let's just flow. Even last night, and there's people here, there's probably someone here who even feels disqualified to be here this morning. You feel that I shouldn't be in this place because of what my yesterday looked like. I shouldn't be gathered with people who are called saints. Because of my yesterday. But somehow, you still managed to come in. I want to declare to you today that you are victorious over everything. Over the very thing that condemned you. You are victorious over it. In the name of Jesus. There is... An anointing that flows when we're gathered together. And you need to realize that so that even when I'm not talking about your case or your situation, you need to know that as long as there's one sister in the house who needs the word, you need to celebrate, you need to encourage, you need to cheer, and you need to just give out that shout. Remember, kings don't fight alone. Remember, we need to learn how to lock shields with each other. And so even if it is not your situation and I call out a situation, you need to celebrate as well. You need to raise your voice. And if there's a need to cast down, you cast down as well. Hallelujah. There's a sister in this place this morning. I was praying and I'm looking directly at her. When I was praying this morning, you know, the Lord spoke to me about a glory on your life. On you. On you. He spoke to me about a glory on your life. And he said to me, that glory is a result of the things you have passed through. There are certain things and there are levels and weights of glory that not everyone can carry. But sometimes God allows you to go through certain things and as you go through them, you continue to stand. And sometimes when you go through them, you feel like, I don't know if I can make it, but you used your last fuel. And you dragged yourself and he says, there's a glory on you. Not just on you, 
there's a glory, not just the one he has put on you right now, but even the one that is still coming upon you. And he says, that glory is because of what he has taken you through. Can we bless the Lord together? He spoke it clearly. He spoke it clearly. And so I want to say to each one, even as we tap into what God has said here, whatever it is you are experiencing, whatever it is you are going through, whatever challenges, whatever difficulties, the war that has been, you've been waging war and, 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 and the storm has been raging around you, whatever it is you've been going through, hold on. There's a glory you're about to carry. And listen, that glory, when you carry it, the smallest, you say this and it happens. Amen. It be, you, you get into a different level from where you were before. It will not be so much what you are saying or how much you say. Even the little you say will make a difference. Amen. Even the little you make, you, you say will make a difference. The little, the little will be so impactful. It will no longer be by the multitude of your words. It will no longer be by the multitude of your words. Even though you will still talk because you are graced. <laughs> but I thank God for the blessing upon your life. Amen. Come on. Do you want to say hello to someone beside you while you take your seat? Thank you, Lord. Say hello, hello. God bless you. It's good to see you. Good to be here. Thank you, Lord. What an awesome God we serve. And what a glorious time we are already having in his presence. Amen. Hallelujah. Last, the last meeting we had, the last meeting we had, we talked about not expiring, right? Or, or using what God has put in you before you expire. Amen. And that message has blessed me. It has blessed me a great deal. Um, I think it was, I don't think it was two weeks now, just over a week, I had time to speak to women who were seniors, you know, over the age, I think they were 50, their late 50s and above. <laughs> and it was such an incredible time for me because what was interesting about that meeting is what the Lord gave me. In fact, their theme, their theme was you are not yet empty. <laughs> you are not yet empty. And then when I started, I, I had a great time with them and it was like from a different, and I spoke to them about, look, you're, you still have gas in your tank. You still have fuel in your tank. But from a completely different angle, from what the Lord is saying to me here today, maybe because you're not in your late 50s, <laughs> one or two, huh? <laughs> And so he started speaking to me. 
And he says, you still have gas in your tank. You still have petrol in your tank. Keep moving. Amen. As a matter of fact, for some of us here, it's even, he's asking a question. You still have gas in your tank. Why are you not moving? Why are you not, why are you, why are you, you know, parked? Why are you not moving when you still have gas in your tank? Can I just bless us this morning, just prayer, bless the word. Father, we thank you for your word. The entrance of your word, it brings light. It gives understanding to the simple. I ask in the name of Jesus, let understanding come. Let there be revelation this morning in the name of Jesus. I thank you, Father God, because you have purpose to meet with us today, and we have come to meet with you. And so I ask in Jesus' name, let not one person remain the same. Let each one have an encounter. Let each one know that they still have gas in their tank. Father God, where people, oh Lord God, have waxed cold, their love for you has waxed cold. I ask in Jesus' name that you will do a work of renewal in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I give you glory. I give you praise in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Sometimes when we look at the journey that is ahead of us, sometimes when we look at the road that we have to cover, we sometimes feel as if <laughs> we don't have what it takes. Yes? <laughs> you look at what God is saying and wanting to do. You look at maybe the first step you've taken. I, I'm not going to, I don't want to put anyone on the spot, but I'm just thinking of my sister, our newest mom in the house. And I was thinking when I was just, you know, just going over this, the fact that if you have to consider everything about raising this child, you're going to panic. Are you, you understand what I'm saying? If you, if you have to consider what it will take. <laughs> Preach it. If you have to consider what it would take, you know, to, to raise this child without even knowing. There are certain things you can never know about your child. If you think about all of that, you're like, do we start this process at all? There are certain things that you will not do when you think about what it entails for you to do it. You stay where you are and you can decide, you know what? It's better for me to just be where I am than to make a move. My sister here, Elder Edith, we're talking the other day uh, just about a, a particular issue where without me saying what the issue was, but where you need to continue to believe God and where when you look at the, the total, the big picture, look, your heart will faint. And she said, it's month by month. She says, we take it month by month. It, it's just, you know, bite sizes, how to eat an elephant, little by little. <laughs> 
But if you have to consider the entire picture, if my sister has to consider university for this child now, if she has to start thinking, hmm. You probably will not be able to take the steps we are supposed to take. But it is step by step. So you have enough fuel in your tank right now to take the step you need to take now. You have enough fuel. You have enough grace. You have enough fire to take the step you need to take now, month by month. And then, God, in his mercy, makes sure that when you are running low, after you have taken certain steps and you're thinking, oh my God, how am I taking the next step? He brings you into a company of people. This is like a filling station right now. <laughs> he brings you into a company of people where you get refueled, amen. And where your faith becomes active again. And where you can say, you know what? I can take the next step. Let me tell you, and I'm going to read, I think it's in First Kings. Wow. I'll get there. Where sometimes, even after you've taken a step and you still see the next step, I don't know if you've been there where you panic again. Who understands? <laughs> you, you've just conquered something mighty. You were able to take that one step forward. And then when you look at the next step, you're like, how are we doing this? You forget the many steps you've conquered. You forget, you forget that some months ago, some months, maybe even a year ago, you were in that position where you were saying, how are we going to do it? But you kept going with the little fuel you had. You kept going with the little that was still in you. And you kept refueling. And as you refuel, you take the next step. You go, you go. And then now look where you are. But we tend to forget. I want to read 1 Kings 19. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I'm going to read from verse 1. Amen. Okay. God, we have it here from verse 1. And Ahab told Jezebel. Now, we know the story. Ahab and all of those prophets of Baal and all that. But we enjoy reading the scriptures. Amen. I, I think it was Pastor Jess who was praying. Yes, yeah, she was praying this morning and said, don't look at the word when it's coming or any scripture and say, I know this already. Better read it again. And Ahab told Jezebel all that Elijah had done. Also how he had executed all the prophets with the sword. Then Jezebel sent a messenger to 
Elijah, saying, So let the gods do to me and more also, if I do not make your life as the life of one of them by tomorrow about this time. Somebody say threats. <laughs> and when he saw that, he arose and ran for his life and went to Beersheba, which belongs to Judah, and left his servant there. But he himself went a day's journey into the wilderness and came and sat down under a broom tree. And he prayed that he might die. And he said, it is enough. Now, Lord, take my life, for I'm no better than my father's. Can we pause here? He sounds like a, what, drama queen or king? But I don't know if you've been there. I don't know if you've been there. Where you are saying, Lord is enough. Last week, pastor was preaching. And look, the month of May has just been incredible for me. With all that pastor has been preaching. If you have not listened to the messages, please go and listen if you are not in church. And he was talking about the time in his life when... He wanted to die. And he said, he knew that taking his own life was a no-no. And so he said, Lord, take me. Elijah could have taken his own life, but he knew better. <laughs> and so he says, I want to die. It is enough. Take my life. Take my life. Sometimes we get to a point in our lives, when, whenever you get to a place where you are saying, take my life, whenever you get to the point, you may not even say take my life, but you get to the point where you feel, I cannot take the next step. You are running low on fuel. And you need to quickly do something about it. Verse 5 says, Then as he lay and slept under a broom tree, suddenly an angel touched him. And said to him, arise and eat. Arise and eat. And he looked up and there by his head was a cake baked on coals and a jar of water. So he ate and drank and lay down. Let's keep going. And the angel of the Lord came back the second time and touched him and said, arise and eat. Because the journey is too great for you. You need to stop at a fuel station and refuel because the journey is too far. It's too much for you. You need to arise and eat. That Elijah met his own fuel station. Amen. He had his own encounter where the Lord was saying, wake up, eat. Here is bread. Here is water. Take eat because you still need to go and each of us remember the scripture that we talked about last, uh, the last time there is this treasure in earthen vessels we have this treasure so we have stuff that is in us oil treasure grace that is in us but here's the thing the bible says this treasure is in earthen vessels it is in jars of clay. It is in vessels that feel pain. It is in vessels that feel tired. Nothing wrong with the treasure. Nothing wrong with the vessel. But, uh, uh, rather the treasure in the vessel, but the vessel itself. 
The vessel itself, I, I know I'm still trying to read First Kings, but I'm thinking of the scripture, maybe we can find it, that talks about we are hard-pressed on all sides. If we find it, please put it. We are hard-pressed, but we are not crushed. Now, here's the thing. The vessel of clay fills the hard-pressing. Amen? It says here, we are hard-pressed on every side. Sometimes, this is how we read it. We are hard-pressed on every side. We are perplexed. Keep going. We are forsaken. We are struck down. Are you, are you following? We'll go back to the top again, just in case you didn't follow the first time. This is what happens with vessels of clay, irrespective of the treasure inside. The vessel itself says, I am hard-pressed. Oh, pastor, I'm perplexed. Oh, we don't say that. We don't remember that when we are hard-pressed, yet we are not crushed. It is the oil in you that reminds you that you are not crushed. It is the person who has refueled that can say, I may be hard-pressed, but I'm not crushed. It's not everybody that can say that. When you are in a position where you are so low on fuel, when you, you are not carrying the fire you're supposed to carry, when you have not come in contact with people you're supposed to come in contact with, all you say is, I'm hard-pressed. Oh, I'm perplexed. Oh, I'm in dismay. But when you allow the treasure that is within you, when it begins to come to the surface, you can declare, I may be hard-pressed, but I'm not crushed. I may be perplexed, but I'm not in despair. Amen. Come on, verse 9. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. I am persecuted, but not forsaken. Amen. I'm struck down but I'm not destroyed. It is what is in you. When you come to a prevailing women's meeting like this, during the week you were saying that I'm struck down. Oh, I'm struck down. Oh, I'm struck down. But when you come into a meeting like this, you can say I'm struck down, but I'm not destroyed. I'm not destroyed. Why? Because you have come in and you've refueled yourself. You've come into the place where you can say, mm, I can keep going. I can keep going because there's fuel in me. And I'm not going to be so consumed by what is ahead. And all. He says tomorrow, sufficient in itself is today's worries. There is, there is worry for tomorrow. He says, don't worry about today. Just drive. Continue your journey. Keep moving forward. Keep releasing the treasures that are within you. Irrespective of everything that is pushing and fighting. and uh, You know, you, you are feeling the opposition from all sides. He says, don't quit now. There is treasure. When I was talking to the women, the seniors... <laughs> 
We were talking about the fact that what you are carrying, for as long as you are here on earth, you keep releasing it. Because it says we have this treasure in earthen vessels, in vessels that are on the earth. As long as you have not, your body has not been translated to a heavenly body. As long as you are still here, it is here that that vessel that you're carrying has treasure. So I'm saying to them, mamas, what you have hasn't expired yet. You are still here. Keep going. You may not go the way you used to go. Hallelujah. That's for them. I'm not talking about you. You are young and vibrant. You go. <laughs> I said to them, you may not go the way you used to go. You may not be the one in front with the sword and say, show me the giants. You may not be the one, but you can be the one to instruct. To say, this is how, you know, 10 years ago. Don't, don't feel expired. Amen. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, ladies, you need to, you've still got it. Tell somebody, I've, I've still got it. I've, I've still got it. I wanted to say, so just work it, but I don't want it to sound somehow, you know. That, I think that work it, it, it has another meaning, right? Well, it doesn't matter. I'm saying work it. Because you've still got it. Keep going. Because you still have an assignment to complete. Keep moving. Because you still have gas in your tank. Maybe there are things, you know, your body, your earthen vessel is not moving you the way it used to before. Keep going anyway. When the Lord was speaking about my sister, there are times that she probably, you will not see it physically, where she crawled in. Crawled. But physically she wasn't crawling. That's to the natural eye. But within her, there was crawling. Just to get into the house of God. God has put what we need to fulfill destiny. And even though we are hard-pressed, even though we face oppositions, and even though we face some challenges, sometimes, most times, listen to me, you are not crushed. We're not dismayed. We continue to go. Let what is within us push us forward. This morning, there was something we used to do as prevailing women, which we're going to do again today, but not right now, where for a few minutes, you will be with maybe a, a group of sisters that will pray with you. We will pray together and we'll charge up each other. Hallelujah. Because we did not come here to go out empty. You see, what the pandemic has done, it has really affected the fire people are carrying. We've, <laughs> we've excused ourselves from so much. 
You know, you say, ah, I did church for two years at home. Fire did not consume me. God, God did not kill me. I'm still okay. I don't need to fellowship. I don't need it anymore. Excuse me, fire, the fire has gone down. You just don't know. You, the, the passion, the passion you had for the kingdom, the passion I had, and I'm not speak, just preaching at you, I'm talking to myself. The passion that you were carrying, you can't find it. You, you're just managing. Oh, that we should tell you to come for rehearsals twice is a problem now. Eh? <laughs> Even once. I'm not talking about you in particular. But we're at the point where is, is all this necessary? It, it, wait, prevailing women, are we even relevant? Is it necessary? You don't know that this is where you come to refuel? You don't know that this is one of the places God has ordained for you to be recharged? Even if you're an electric vehicle. Thank God we have in the house wonderful sponsors from Volvo, GMH. And, 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 and they, it's interesting that we're talking vehicles and all that. I, I, it wasn't about them, it wasn't because of them. But I think they, they might have one or two things to say. Even about refueling, because even if your car is electric, you need to charge it still. You cannot, you cannot continue the journey that you're on by just throwing, casting off restraint, just leaving your life anyhow. We need to plug in again. If you know anyone that is not plugged in, tell them, please, sister, I need you to plug in again. Because you see, there is grace on you. There's so much on your life. There's so much God is wanting to do in you, through you. And if you are not plugged in, if you are not in a place where you, you can serve God with everything in you diligently, you may just miss out. You may just miss out. Amen. There's a scripture that I want to read. It's in Romans 12. It says to us, never be lacking in zeal. But keep your spiritual fervor uh, serving the Lord. Never lagging behind in diligence. This is in the Amplified. A glow in the spirit. Enthusiastically serving the Lord. We have lost the passion to even serve. Am I speaking to someone? Pastor says, just look straight. I'm looking straight. Lost the passion. He says, you must continue. Don't lag behind. Don't lag behind. Continue. A glow in the spirit. Let's, our spirit man must light up again. 
But when the place where we are now doing is like, mm, it doesn't matter, the bare minimum. Yet there's so much that we're supposed to do. And there's so much God is expecting of us. There is this treasure that is in us that needs to come out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Sometimes you may have few, and this is a different category or different group of people. Sometimes you may have fuel in your tank, but there's something wrong with your vehicle. Amen. I mean, haven't you been in the place where you, you had a, a full tank, your car broke down on the road, but you had fuel in your car. So it wasn't a fuel matter. There were other things affecting your car. There were other things affecting your movement. And those are things we need to own up to. Amen. Yes, there's fuel in your tank. Why are you not moving? That's a question he's asking you and I today. And so we need to answer the question. We need to say, I'm not moving because my engine is not okay. I'm not moving because my heart, amen. My heart is not okay. The, that brain box, the, the thing that connects. I've told you a story about a lady who, uh, a guy, she was supposed to get married to, to some guy. And he was living out maybe in the States or somewhere. She was living in Africa. And this lady, she gave everything. Excuse me, you're getting married. Is your future husband. So nothing is hidden between the two of you. You know, so they were preparing to buy a house and all of those things. And um, so she gave money, you know, her, her own share, you know, gave him. She sold so much. She was doing so well. I think she worked for an oil company. She was really doing well for herself. And she gave him the money. Um, and he was sending pictures. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and all that was done. And then it was time for her to relocate. And she, she arrived at the airport. He's not there. And she's like, where, where? Yeah. It's like, where is this guy? But I think she had... Now, this is not a hearsay. This is something that... I, this is my sister's friend. So I know what I'm talking about. So fortunately, she had some contact details or, you know, an address and all of that. Long story short, when she got to the guy, she found out that he had a family. He had a family and she had packed up her life to come and start a family with this guy. Now, here's what happened to her. The moment... This happened. Something happened in her soul. You know that brain box where there's a disconnection? And do you know what happened when, as soon as it, well, um, she had that experience, as soon as she found out this guy played her, she couldn't walk again. She stopped walking. For some reason, the way it affected her was in her movement. <laughs> She was not able to take one step forward again. And then you ask how it's connected. It's the same thing that is affecting us. Why we're unable to move even though we have feel. 
It's because our soul and pastor has been dealing with soul matters. It's because we're going through stuff. Maybe our heart is not okay. And because it's not okay, the signals are mixed up. And you find that you're paralyzed. You remain in one spot. You're not able to move forward. And God has been speaking to you. He's sending his word. But you know, something has been disconnected. Disconnected. So you cannot move forward. You cannot walk. You cannot continue the journey. You cannot continue your race. And I'm praying for anyone who has contemplated, like Elijah, who said, ah, it's enough. It's enough. Something broke. And I know that we didn't finish uh, uh, First Kings. But something, when, when the Lord said to him, rise up and eat and drink. He rose up, he ate, he drank, and he had enough energy. For the next how long? Maybe 40 days or, you know? And he continued to go in that strength, in the strength of the food he had eaten. There are people today who are contemplating suicide. Hello? Who life has battered. Who, you know, they've, they've just gone through so much. And in fact, some some people, they even put themselves in that situation. But God is merciful even if you put yourself in that situation. And you feel so battered that to wake up and take the next step is probably the most difficult thing you've ever contemplated doing. Just taking the next step. There is a disconnect. There's something that has happened in your heart. There's something that has happened in your soul that requires healing. And today, we're going to pray for each other. I'm going to try end shortly because I want us to pray. Sometimes you find your wheels, your wheels are not okay. You've got a full tank, but you've got flat tires. You are hurt. You are weary. You are unable to keep moving. You are overloaded. I don't know. I'm not sure if I've seen it here, but in West Africa, you see some vehicles. (laughs) I like when they know what I'm about to say. You see some vehicles that are seriously overloaded. Yeah, I don't know why I haven't really seen it. Maybe I need to go to some parts. You know, it is, excuse me, it is seriously overloaded. It is so overloaded that you don't even see the wheel. It is sitting heavy. And then when he's sitting that way, to move. I mean, think about it. To move becomes a challenge. And you see it. And sometimes when, uh, forget about uphill. They're going nowhere. (laughs) Just moving on a flat surface is a challenge. Why? 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 They're not meant to carry the kind of load they're carrying. You are not moving because you're not meant to carry the load you're carrying. 
He says to me, take upon me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. Don't hold on to your own burden. Don't carry. You are not built for that level of burden. Amen. Yes, I know that there are certain things we, we can take. And that's okay. But you need to get to the place where you know this one is not meant for me. This one, I'm a Ferrari. I don't carry certain loads. The enemy cannot come and dump this kind of stuff on my life. And I'm supposed to continue to walk and, and, and to fulfill testing with this load he has put on me. I refuse it. I'm not built for this load. The kind I'm supposed to carry, he says, my yoke, it is easy. My burden, it is light. It is me getting up and me being a blessing to you. That's supposed to be light. It's me standing up and fulfilling my destiny. It's not me carrying the weight of the world. I didn't die for the world. It is not me carrying the weight of sin. Because sin is very weighty. So no matter what the sin is. Because oh my word. There are certain things you will do. Maybe some of us. You know, when you've gotten used to some things, it doesn't do anything to you again. But there's some things you would do, the weight of what you have done, until you offload, you cannot, you, you won't even, your mind is messed up. Yeah? Because you are burdened and overburdened. But today, you will release your burdens. Why? Because you have fuel in your tank and you're supposed to continue to go. You will not allow that overburden to keep you from going. You will not allow the state of your heart, your soul to keep you from going. Amen. You have to keep going. Sometimes, and I was very, I found this interesting when the Lord just brought out that point to me to say, sometimes you are not going because the car beside you is not going. When you sit in the seat of scoffers and walk in the way of sinners and, and all of those things, you look to the next person. Are, are they coming to church today? No, they're not. I'm also not coming. <laughs> I'm just using church. Sometimes you don't move because of the company that you are keeping. Amen. You are not pursuing what God has asked you to do because you are looking at the person beside you and deciding, eh, we're all, we're, she's not doing it, so it's okay. Let's all be here. Let's all be here. Meanwhile, you can be in a company of people that will inspire you to keep going. You'll be in a company of people, you get into their company, and you two start prophesying like Saul. So. You say, wow. So Lucia is now among the prophets. Yes, because there was something in you that just needed me to be in the right company. But when you're in the wrong company, when you're looking at the next person, and you're going, should we go, should we not go, should we go? Excuse me, run your race. 
Should I go? Should I not go? Oh, is she doing it? Oh, okay, because she's not doing it anymore. Maybe I shouldn't do it as well. Uh, excuse me. Stop looking at what the other person is doing. Run. Sometimes your battery is flat. We can tear up the entire car. <laughs> we can tear it up to say why you have fuel and yet you cannot move. Sometimes it's a flat battery. But when you have a flat battery, a lot of times what do we do? We either change the battery or we do what? We jumpstart it. And that's what you're going to do here. We're going to jumpstart it. If you're here, you're sitting by someone or we're going to be together just for, you know, to pray together. Or you're going to say, you know, let's just, just pray. And then you find that while you are praying, you, you know, it's like, vroom, you start feeling the kick. It starts rising in you and then you can go the next distance that you're supposed to go. So there is charging and a recharging that will happen to us today. There's so much I can say, but I want us to pray. The main thing I want us to take from here is the fact that we still have fuel. We still have a distance to cover. Amen. You still have a distance to cover. But don't be afraid. Don't look at the end and think, how am I going to do this? Look at Moses when he was leading the children of Israel out. They got to the Red Sea. They were overwhelmed. Look at the sea before us. Look at Pharaoh and his men behind us. They took in everything. Sometimes you take in everything. You look and you are like, oh, I can't. I'm not, I can't move forward. What did the Lord say to Moses? Ask the people to move forward. Ask them to keep walking. I've put enough in them to walk. When they walk and you step on that water, it will part. But you can never know if it will part if you do not keep walking. As far as you're concerned, you are stuck. But he's saying to you, keep walking. If you take a step, I will open the door. If you take a step, I will part the sea. If you take a step, I will make sure that you are not stranded, that there is another fuel station waiting for you to refuel so that you can continue to take steps forward. I see a people that will fulfill destiny. We will fulfill destiny. We will not be people that at the end of the day, when we are meant to give an account of how we've lived our lives, give an account of the things God has put in us, we will not be people that will sit back and say, Lord, I was afraid. Lord, I was distracted. Lord, I was overwhelmed. You being overwhelmed do not be an excuse. Lord, there was so much happening. Lord, I was, I, I saw this new trend. I was pursuing this. Oh, Lord, I, I, you know, if I had better company, if I had other people around me, maybe I would have fulfilled it. There would be no good enough excuse. Lord, there was this Red Sea. I couldn't cross it. He will say to you, I, did I not say step forward? Keep walking. Did I not say keep moving? Keep moving. Even if it looks like nothing much is happening, keep moving. You know, as I sit here with you, I stand here with you all, I'm just so blessed 
<laughs> because I have the opportunity to pour out, to, to give what is in me. So I'm, I'm grateful too. I can go home and say, Lord, I thank you because I had another opportunity to pour out. You, we should be able to say that daily. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you. It might not be with you holding a microphone, but it could be just whatever it is you're supposed to be doing. It, it could be you just, just blessing somebody. Blessing somebody. There was a time I told the Lord for, I don't know why that came, but I said, you know those guys that help you with the parking and all of that? I, did, I said in my head, I will never give them less than this amount. I just, I just said, hmm, I'll never give them less than this amount. And I'm happy because I'm not, it's not for anybody, but because I know that that aspect of my life, I may not have a lot, but that aspect, I've fulfilled it. I've blessed someone. Someone is blessed tomorrow. I, I'm not giving them and saying, before I give you this money, do you know Jesus? <laughs> no, and I, no, but I have some great friends <laughs> among those guys. Because they know me. So when they say, mm, because they know, she will not give us less than this. So even though it started that way, we, we have conversations. How are you doing? And we talk. Why? Because they know there's more. Uh, you know, I'm not doing it just so that I'll be able to say, you, you know, exchange. If I'm giving you this money now, you must. No, your soul is important to me. But take this. Every single day, we must be able to say, I, I, I believe that I've done what I'm supposed to do. Um, if Jesus comes tomorrow, I don't think anyone here is ready. Hello? If he has to take you today, and he will not take you because you're not ready. You will not go to him with a full tank. You will keep using the fuel until you get to your destination. By the time you arrive there, you've emptied yourself. And that's my prayer, even for me, every day, Lord, that I will empty myself. There is fuel in my tank and I'll continue to go. I will not stop moving. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm going to get us to pray just for a few minutes. And I've talked about different areas where, you know, you could have fuel because that's there but you are struggling because the vessel itself is hard pressed, is going through a lot. And, and so I want us to pray for one another. But those of us in here, we're going to just get into small groups of four or whatever and pray for one another. Amen. Can we do that quickly? And please remember that you're locking shields with someone. My victory is your victory. Your victory is mine. So let's pray people to victory today. Amen. Pray for your sister. Let there be a refiring. Let there be a recharging for them in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for refiring. Thank you for rejuvenating. Thank you, Father God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for each woman here, each sister in this house. Thank you, Father God, for your fire, Lord God, in their lives. Thank you, Father God, for refiring. In the name of Jesus, refreshing, oh God, in the name of Jesus, that these will be people that will rise up and say, no, I will not stop. I will keep moving. I will keep going forward. I will release all that God has put within me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord.
Thank you, Lord. Everyone who came in here weary, I declare, Father God, a satisfaction. You satisfy them, oh God. Father, you quench their thirst in the name of Jesus. You quench every thirst in Jesus' name. Those that came weary, exhausted, I ask, oh God, that they will be revitalized in the name of Jesus, strengthened in the name of Jesus. Father God, even as we hold hands and as we pray for one another, I ask that the feeble knees will be strengthened in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We will not be afraid to take the next steps, Lord God. We will continue to move forward. We will keep going forward. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Thank you, Lord. I just declare every weak arm and, and limp, you know, feeble knees to be strengthened in the name of Jesus. Everything that has weakened our knees and caused us not to move as we should today is strengthened in the name of Jesus. And we are not afraid of tomorrow. We know who holds our future. We're not afraid of what tomorrow will bring. We are, we are assured. We are guaranteed that the God who knows tomorrow, that his plans and his thoughts for us for tomorrow, they are for good. They're not for evil. Our future is bright. Amen. So we are not afraid. We are, we're, we're, we're not going to sit back and try and, you know, and, and imagine it and calculate it in our heads and freak ourselves out. No. The path of the righteous is like a shining light. It gets brighter and brighter. Every step we take gets brighter. Every step we take gets brighter. If you think about a car again and the headlamp, you know, it doesn't show you if you're going to Pretoria and you switch on your, your car and the lamp comes on, it doesn't show you all the way to Pretoria. It starts from where you are. And the more you move, the more the light illuminates where you're going. So let's not... You know, you know, lose confidence in God and let's not become so afraid of, of the weight of what we have to do. Don't forget, his burden is light. His yoke is easy. Hallelujah. Can we bless the Lord this morning? This ministry has come to you live from Every Nation Midrand. For other life-changing messages and more information, log on to www.everynationmidrand.org.